0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we like to call from the podium where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride podcast network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs were back on the practice field on Thursday, and we heard from Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy, Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnolo, as well as Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe, and Linebacker Nick Bolton. We'll kick things off today in that order, starting with Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy, followed by Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe, followed by Linebacker Nick Bolton. Here's Eric Bieniemy.
1: thought our guys had a sense of... Uh, purpose. Their focus was a little different than what it was in the past few weeks. Uh, more importantly, I thought it was huge having an opportunity to be a part of history and uh, watching Coach Reed uh, accomplish the goal that he accomplished. And as we all know, history is a very long time. And with that said, hey, I'm all ears.
2: Coach, what's uh, reasonable to expect from Josh Gordon this week in and now that he's gotten the call up to the 53? Uh,
1: let me just say this. Josh has been working his tail off. The kid is a very very unique athlete. He can do a lot of special things. We just want to make sure that we're bringing him along the right way. You know, uh we want to make sure that when he's out there he has an opportunity to be successful at the things that he can do. And the thing that I love about him, he's a very very smart kid. He's very intelligent. Coach Joe Blaemire has done a great job with him. Pat and all those guys have surrounded him, they're supporting him, and they're doing a great job of lifting him up and helping him through this, this process. But the thing is, is we'll see exactly how it goes on game day, but we just want to take it one step at a time. What do you think
3: he gives the offense that you, you weren't particularly getting out of the current group?
1: Well, let me just say this, okay? We have a very, very unique group, okay? This group of receivers has taken us to the promised land <laughs> over the past few years. The thing that I love about our organization is, is Brett Veach is always looking to upgrade the talent, you know, on the roster. He's always looking. I mean, you guys have seen some of the things that we've done throughout the course of the year since we've been here. So, you know, with, with Josh being out there, why not uh, take that chance and bring him on board, especially with the culture and the good, the good people that we have in that locker room, but not just in that locker room, in this entire building that has helped us to become the organization that we've become.
4: said, what does he maybe give you guys that you didn't have in that room
1: already? You know what, like I said, this is a kid that has had a great deal of success. He's done some great things, you know, uh, over the years. And the beauty of it is, hell, I had an opportunity to to meet his his high school head coach years ago (laughs) out of Lamar High School down there in Houston, Texas. So knowing where that kid came from, knowing the talent that uh, in the rich history that that high school has in the inner city of Houston and, and just knowing the history about him. You just why not get excited about a person, a kid that can bring something a, a, a new refresh of energy, you know, uh, into the building.
5: Coach, He's never really had any issues on the football field. I mean, he's obviously got talent. His issues have been trying to be able to stay on the football field because the, he's been suspended so many times. I know you don't have time to be the dad for a whole bunch of guys on this team, but have you had a chance to talk to him about those things and making sure that the culture you guys have here can help him get through a season and do what he's capable of doing on the football field?
1: Well, we've obviously all have had, you know, some type of conversation with Josh. But one thing, and I sit here and stand here, my job is to make sure that Josh maximizes the opportunities that are presented to him today. The only thing that matters is today. Okay, it's not for me to comment on anything that this kid is going through. Okay, because one thing this kid is a beautiful person. He's a beautiful soul. For whatever reason, we all have our, our own weights. We you know that we have to bear. So with that in mind, we're always looking for great people who happen to have a unique ability that can help us. But the thing that I want him to understand, there is no pressure for him to exceed his expectations. The only thing that we want is that he lives in the moment and maximizes this opportunity today. And you know what we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets here.
2: Uh, Coach, you know how, how much you enjoy the competition every single week with the offense playing as well as it's been playing outside of are you to go against this bills defense has been statistically uh, one of the
6: best in football so far.
1: You know what? This defense is very good. I mean, these guys have been playing together for a number of years. Coach Sean McDermott, who I've known for eons, it seems like. Coach Leslie Frazier, we've worked together. Known him for eons as well. Knowing those two guys and knowing how hard they work and how uh, 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 sharp they are, you know, I'm not shocked nor surprised at the numbers that they put up offensively, but also the numbers that they put up defensively. Those guys are great defensive minded coaches, all right? Our job is to make sure that we go out on Sunday and execute our scheme better than they do their scheme. Now, it's gonna be a challenge, all right? This is a hell of a team. And the thing that I love about it is that we have an opportunity to play against a team that's that's striving to go to the Super Bowl. And so you always want that competition to be at a high level. And so our guys are focused and making sure that they're preparing with a purpose. They also have a plan of attack, and that way now come game day, we can go out and do the things that we need to do to help us to be successful.
7: Go ahead,
2: you had back to back weeks of 100 yards on the ground for Clyde and, and daryl has been involved too. What advantages does maybe a tandem pro- provide you that instead of just going with the, the one back?
1: I, I think the more the merrier. you know. <laughs> the more yards you can put on the ground this is the former running back coach talking now <laughs> the more yards you can put on the ground the more pressure that it applies to the defense and you know it's been good watching these guys uh do what they do more importantly it's been fun watching the old line you know you know open up those seams up front and that's the thing that i love these guys are developing the chemistry together on top of that you're seeing the receivers and tight ends getting blocks downfield and then the only thing that's doing is it's it's helping Clyde to grow with his confidence and watching young uh, Daryl Williams come along as well. And so, it's good that we're doing this and we want to continue this. All right. But when it's all said and done, we we also understand the importance of throwing the football. We got to make sure that we stay efficient and that we're taking care of the ball. That's the most important thing. On
7: first down, um, how massive or how impactful is it? you get four or five yards on the ground running the ball on first down versus maybe throwing it or having less of success running the
1: ball on first down? Well, let me just say this. I think whether you're running it or throwing it, you want to have some success on first down because one thing it does, it keeps you ahead of the chains it, it puts pressure on the defense. And so our job is to make sure and we'll sit here and say every play is designed to go for a touchdown. But our job is to make sure we're putting our guys in the right situations to have success. And so we want to have that success because now we feel that we can dictate the game to the defense. With,
7: uh, with, with Josh Gordon coming in, what is your message or have you had any message really for someone like McColl who um, is trying to develop in the third year of his career, but also you're, you're trying to incorporate a, a veteran. Is there is there, a, is there a balance that you're trying to reach with McCollum where his
1: role may be? You know what? The balance has always remained the same is when you're out there, you make the most of your opportunity, and that's what this is about. And then when you're out there, you make sure that you're accountable to the next man. What are you going to do to help him to be at his best? And when you're out there, you're out there to make sure that we're doing everything under the sun to make sure that we can come away with a victory and so it's just not for McCole. it's any player that is out on that field we want our guys to go out there and be productive we want our guys to go out there and be great but more importantly it doesn't matter who plays or who doesn't play it's our job to make sure that we're playing for one another and that these guys understand the importance if we do it together great things can happen down the line
3: when you got a guy like Josh who comes in and it's a mid-season. I mean, there's not really time to prepare up the entire offense. Do you just focus on one role? Do you focus on the X. I mean, is it the kind of thing that Sammy did? Do you do you streamline the playbook for a guy like
1: that? Well, I say this. I think you have to cuz you want to make sure that that kid is comfortable with what he's doing. Now, I will say this. Josh has a very high football IQ. The kid is very very intelligent. The kid is very very smart. And you think about it, he's had an opportunity to, to suit up in a, on a number of uh, teams in this league. So he's gained a lot of knowledge <laughs> over the years. So, you know, understanding the person, but also the mental makeup. You know, this kid here, he's, he's more than ready. It's just about having that opportunity to get out there and show what he can do. But the thing that I just want to make sure of, and like I told him, I don't want him applying pressure to himself to feel like he has to go and be perfect. He just need to go out there and play and have fun.
3: Last you other teams, Obviously playing with a guy like Tom Brady and even Russell Wilson, you know, elite type quarterbacks. How much do you think
8: that will also assist him transitioning to Mahomes? I,
1: I think it helps. I mean, it, it, you know, those two have clicked from day one. Uh, I think more than anything, just the, the way they communicate with one another sitting together, you know, uh, in the meeting rooms, those guys having an opportunity to sit there and just share information with one another and then having an opportunity to go out there and do it together on the field. I think all that matters. You know, that's why I said (laughs) I'm gonna say this. I don't want to sit here and make any predictions. But I will say this. Okay, as a father of two, the only thing that you want is the best for this kid. And I don't want this kid feeling pressure. To feel like he has to put a cape on and go do something that he hasn't done in a while. No, I want this kid to have an opportunity to enjoy this moment. So that's why I'll say this: the only thing that matters is today. Let this kid enjoy today. And you know what? Tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. The last
7: couple of weeks have been down weeks for
1: Tyreek. Um,
7: was this type of game from last week uh, something that's going to boost his offense?
1: Of you know what, uh, Tyreek? He, <laughs> I'll say this, Tyreek is a kid that loves to compete and the thing about it, whether his his numbers are high or his numbers are low, Tyreek doesn't care. The only thing Tyreek cares about is winning. And if you had to ask him throughout that point in time, if it was 100 yards or in losing or 100 yards receiving and winning uh, or not 100 yards and not winning, he'd tell you he, he want to win. You know, Tyreek is one. A hu- he's a huge advocate for team play. Numbers don't matter to him, okay? And I know that sounds different, and I know that sounds like some coaching talk when I'm saying this to you guys. This kid is a football player, but he also understands this is the greatest team sport in in all the sports that we play. And without each other, we can't do this. And so the only thing that matters is not necessarily the numbers, it's those alphabets. And you guys have heard me say this before, okay? It's about did you get in the win column or not, you know? Last week we had an opportunity to get in the win column. His numbers were high, okay? There's gonna be some moments where we're gonna have an opportunity to get in that win column and his numbers may not be high, but he's still gonna be the same kid. The
7: yeah, uh, Clyde mentioned to us on Sunday that it was Travis that developed the Tom and Jerry play. I just wonder from your perspective, <laughs> as a veteran who's willing to draw plays or at least a concept and be used as a decoy, just what does it say about Travis's maturity level and, and sort of where he is as both a leader and a player who can open up things for others and even assist
1: the coaching staff. It's uh, you know what, and thanks for asking that question. Trav has made tremendous growth each and every year. You know, the thing about Trav, Trav is one of our leaders, and what I loved about, and I told him this on Monday. I told Trav, I am so proud of the way you conducted yourself on the sidelines. He kept the guys uh, energized. He was on the sidelines keeping everyone in tune, talking about all the different things that they were doing, and he's talking about a guy that didn't really have good numbers, but the numbers didn't matter to him. The only thing that he wanted was to ensure that we can come away with a victory. And he'll tell you, he didn't play his best game. But one thing I am proud of him is that he was a leader okay he was a leader of men and those are the things that you'll look back upon and i know we're used to to winning around here and, and just because of the things that we've done in the past but sometimes without no bad luck you wouldn't have any good luck at all okay so we're watching guys come into their own you know we're watching the young creeds who who's becoming a leader up front you know and that's what's fun about this unit that's what's fun about this team is that these guys care about one another but they also understand the importance of growing together. And these past few weeks have been a a great humbling experience for us. That's helped shooting us in the right direction. Did
3: this game help the offensive line? Did they take a step forward, particularly in the run blocking?
1: Oh, yeah. Hell, I think I could have ran. I told Clyde, I think I could have got at least four or five yards. (laughs) Not 100, you know what I mean? It probably would have took me about 19 carries to get five yards. but. But I will say this, yes, the O-line is doing a great job. Uh, Coach Heck does an outstanding job with him, with those guys, Coach Corey. You know, th- those guys are fun to watch, and it's always good when the bigs are playing good. We just need to make sure that we continue heading in, that right, in the right direction. Thanks, I'm All right, thank you. You guys take care. Thank
8: you with me, Sid, because I need that. Um, listen, I don't have anything. i uh, just looking, looking forward to getting out there and practicing. We were fortunate yesterday. It, was, it looked like it was going to rain. The sun came out, and it, it looks pretty good today, so keep our fingers crossed. We'll go to work here soon, so with that, I'll open it up. You
5: guys had a, a few red zone stops some yeah. field goals last week. Was there a, a thread on things that you did well? Or to force mistakes? Some of them like they kind of made a couple of miscues
8: on their own. Yeah, head. I think that happens both ways, right? But I did think our, our coverage was solid. Uh, you know, when the quarterback was scrambling around back there, I think the thing that gets lost sometimes when he's not able to throw it for completion is the plaster. We call it plaster the receivers when he's scrambling. I thought our guys did a nice job of that, in the red zone in particular. But getting them to third down and a third down that we could work a little bit in our favor, I thought it was really, really big.
7: Back practice. Uh, how's he back practice.
8: Yeah, I mean, it looked good yesterday. It was the first day we really had him out there. Uh, we'll slowly get him in there, keep our fingers crossed, and be hopeful there's no setbacks, and hopefully get get him to the game. Coach,
3: how did you guys play as you had a chance to go
8: back <clears throat> and look at the tape? Yeah, the only thing, I listen, it was a, it was a little bleedy, and uh, we don't ever want to be bend but don't break, but it felt like that. Um, but I, I think the point about the red zone is huge. Um, that offense is challenging because... They get things on their terms, by that I mean they run it when you're taking away the pass and they throw it when you're taking away the run. And I would say this, I I was totally impressed with both the quarterback and and number six, the wide receiver. Not that I didn't think they were good going in, but coming out of it, I got a great deal of respect for them. And so they moved the ball a little methodically. Our tackling wasn't what it was like the week before, and I think that hurt us. Um, But all in all, you you take away the one play at the end and we had a couple of guys hurt and stumbling around, so we tried to come after them, and they ended up throwing a touchdown. Uh, 42 to 23 would have felt a lot better than 42 to 30, but the bottom line is we had more points than they did and won the game. So. So Mike Daly
4: looks like he's taken a step, particularly in the pass rush. Yeah. Did you see that comment? Now,
8: I, well, i tell you what. It's, I give credit to the coaches, Brendan and Terry, that work with them. I give credit to Mike. Uh, when you say that I see it coming, it, it's hard to tell, but I always anticipated that it could. Probably a good way to say it, uh, and I'm I'm really Mike's one of my favorite guys because it's chin to the hairline, really smart, and everything inside here as far as heart is really good.
4: Particularly in the pass rush part of it, what what did you see from him maybe
8: when he
4: was coming out even? Yeah, believe he could be a, a
8: productive pass rusher. Yeah, he. I mean, again, I think it goes back to the work he's put in. But you know, we all uh, the prototypical DN is the six four, six five long arms, right? And and that's not Mike, but. I worked with Elvis Dumerville, um when I was at the Baltimore Ravens, and Elvis was not was built pretty much the same way. And sometimes those guys with the leverage underneath and the long arm rushes that Mike has and that Elvis revolutionized, I, in my opinion, um, I think Mike's been able to take things a little step further in doing some of that stuff. And the other thing, you know, I, we've always said this about pass rush, you know, twenty percent technique, eighty percent want. Mike always has the eighty percent want. I know
4: you guys rotate those guys. And- playing time for a number of guys but yeah when frank clark comes back and chris is out there you're running into a little bit of a long jam i mean do you still see a significant role for mike
8: oh i think so it's
4: all hands on deck yeah or? just
8: in terms of keeping guys fresh i think we would still try to do that try to keep it pretty balanced keep in their rolling. yeah
2: coach a couple of you guys have mentioned some miscommunication on calls it seemed like the eagles were maybe a little bit more up-tempo because of that. How close do you...
8: I, c- I, could, I couldn't tell from the idea right now. You <laughs> <laughs> were talking, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not... Got the mass. I, a couple of
2: guys have mentioned miscommunication a little bit with, with the calls. It seemed like the Eagles might have been a little bit more up-tempo. How close do you to to making it like very clean? I yeah,
8: think? Uh, the one that I can remember, and we've talked to the guys about this, but you know, if, if you kind of get injured and you think you might have to come out, do it right away. Uh, because if you don't do it right away, there's some... Are you staying in here? So there was one of those. Um, we were making a substitution. That's one I remember vividly. Uh, listen, any time we prepared for it, um, we, we had a bunch of no huddle periods, and I thought our offense, Chad was out there last week, did a great job with it. Um, so as far as the preparation, I felt we were prepared. We didn't quite get it done the way we wanted to, and we're going to get teams doing that all the time. So.
2: This quarterback, Josh Allen. Now you've seen there's some tape on him. Anything different than than last year's AFC title game when it comes to defending
8: him? I mean, talent-wise, all the same. I just he just gets better and better. But it really feels like he is in total control of what they do. I'm talking about at the line of scrimmage. Not necessarily a call coming in and you're running it. I just think they've taken it to a next level from that standpoint.
4: Are calls getting in from the sideline, particularly in the red zone? Are you comfortable that things are getting relayed? Yeah. Yesterday, was, or Sunday was the second straight game, you guys giving up a touchdown, where it looked
8: like you guys Say it again. Were,
4: uh, Sunday was the second straight Sunday. game, it looks yeah. like you guys gave up a touchdown when you guys weren't, yeah. weren't quite, quite ready.
8: Um, the first one... you in, in L.A. now? No, nah, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of one that was a two-point play that they didn't. we weren't able to get our... And then I watch okay, a couple okay, of yeah, clips yeah, after that, and I see officials stopping and waiting on two-point plays. There's one. Um, there's probably... Another, yeah, 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 I mean, are we gonna, whatever, um, got to get it done better, you know, we we practice it, we got a bunch of fourth downs, we do, we take the last play of uh, one or two or three periods a week where we go right to the line and we make a call.
3: In the room for the fumble recovery that he didn't get
8: on the field? He, he gets the credit from me. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It doesn't officially go in, but I thought that was a great play. He was actually coming on a pressure. You know, the, the tackle, the, the guy whipped the nine, got right back up, ground's on fire. And, and that's a relentless play that could have, could have been huge, right? Well, a I mean, like was, that. I
5: mean if he's in the middle of the play. I don't know if he knew whether or not he even caused the fumble.
8: I don't know either. They went so fast, and I know Coach Reed was looking for a replay. And it didn't get there quick enough. I mean, that's really Philadelphia operating. You know, I'd hope you were hoping maybe it would get because New York can call that one in. Um, But it didn't happen that way, so we got to line up and play defense and stop. But if
5: a player, uh, what is your guys' trust level? We kind of talked to Coach about this. I mean, if Ben would have jumped up and said that's a fumble, how much do you trust the player? to be right that, that yeah. he
8: caused the fumble. That, that's really the head coach's decision, not mine, so I'm not going to go there. All I know is when that was happening and I'm watching all the green shirts get ready to run another play, all I'm focused on is calling the next defense. Right. Like I'm, and that's, really, uh, that's Coach Reed's, uh, and I'm sure he knows exactly what he's doing. If he already addressed it, I'll just rest on his comments.
4: Each week we see you focused on
2: something different. Last week we talked about the red zone defense, and then we saw improvements. What's the focus this week to <laughs> yeah. kind of slow down Josh Allen and the Bills?
8: Yeah, I don't know if I listen. I think it's going to be. I mean, we concentrate on everything. Obviously, um, we got to play. I'd like to think that we could just go out there and play fast, um, throw a bunch of fastballs, and you know, just let loose a little bit. Because this offense, if you're thinking too much, uh, this. Uh, offensive coordinator there and the coaches there do a good job. I don't think that we'll see a lot of what they did against other teams. I'll, they create other different type of run schemes. They create different concepts. So we just gotta I think we gotta be brilliant at the basics, stick to fundamentals and play fast football. That's I know that sounds like Coach Garb, but it's true.
1: You know how to defend against Cole Beasley
8: as well as Diggs last year. What, what kind of dynamic does Emmanuel Sanders add now to yeah. That, passing that? Yeah, team? and he's been the guy that they've um, shot it down the field on. So it's going to be a challenge You know that we, we talk about all the time. Are we going to double people? Who are we going to double? Should we double, not double? Where should we lean the post player? All of that goes on. This particular team has three guys that I think you have to worry about. You know, um, so we've we'll got to find a way to even that out, maybe get them in situations where we can dictate it. But we'll just see how the game goes and decide what we're going to call at certain times. Steve,
7: how do you feel like your blitz package has come along from week one to increasing it a little these last couple weeks?
8: Yeah, the, um, some of the offenses that we're playing are dictating how we can and cannot pressure. In. Um, Listen, you got to get you – you take shots in certain downs, uh, but when teams are going to run the football, sometimes the pressures hurt you. Um, so we're trying to get better first and second down defense so we can dictate what we do. But until we do that, we just got to pick our spots and hope that we hit them right. Um, when we run a run pressure, it's a run. and When we run a pass pressure, it's a pass. Uh, but that all comes with the flow of the game, what's the score on the scoreboard, um, and we'll see where it goes in this particular game.
4: I the same
7: lines, it seems like more teams are more RPO heavy against you. Yeah. Guys. Um, is, that, is that what you're
8: saying? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're, I don't know. You'd, you'd have to tell me whether they're heavier or not. I don't look at the other teams. I just know that I believe every one of these teams we've played has RPO elements, all four of them that we played. Um, most teams do nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. There might not be a team. Some, some do them more than others. Um, if that's the case, I'm not sure why that is, but we just got to make sure we defend them.
2: There was a moment on Sunday where um, the ball was loose in the backfield of fumble recovery with, with Jones. What were the coaching points on that? Would you prefer a player just falls on the ball? at that Well, point? listen,
8: I had no problem with Chris trying to get it on the first one because that's a—it's the end of the half, right? I mean, if it was the end of the game, I think you fall on it, right? It's obvious the game's over. Uh, and then he's got to make a decision on the second one—you know, whether he should just get on it or. But I don't know. You know, it's—it's the clock's—it's the clock's, clock's going to run out. I scoop we all would have been pretty happy if he scooped it up on the second one and scored you know um you'd have to ask him if he thought he was going to get in or if he was going to have to lateral it but um it was a good play it came at the right time i thought what lj did was really good getting the ball knocked out and um next time hopefully we get that
1: not, with the, with
3: the wrist injury with chris uh the last <clears> three <throat> weeks haven't been as productive as he would normally yeah say. how important is it to just get him healthy and to get him going yeah.
8: That's what we want all our players healthy, especially our good ones. Um, So he's, I don't think Coach Reed talked about it yesterday, so I'll kind of rest on his comments. But we just keep our fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully, we can get everybody back to the way we know they can play. And that makes the whole unit get back to the way we know we can play, right? Okay? Thank Thank you.
3: Learn more at marines.com.
0: You just heard from offensive coordinator Eric Biamine and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Now we're going to hear from special teams coordinator Dave Tobe and linebacker Nick Bolton. Fire away.
4: Dave, did you ever think you'd uh, see it be part
6: of a game where either team punted? No. Uh, that was the first for me. We've had a, a couple games where we didn't punt. Yeah, right. But that was the first ever. You know, I I wasn't sure if it ever happened. The players were asking me if it ever happened. I said I don't remember it ever happening. So Three I guess four. So a playoff game, like that too. is that right? Okay. It was. It was crazy. It was. Um, it was different for sure.
4: All that time you spent in practice last week working on.
6: All those baseball things baseball. that we had. Oh man, <laughs> I, you guys were going to see Tyreek, too. You didn't even know it. Tyreek, he, he was he was our punt returner. <laughs> no.
4: Save
5: it for this <laughs> week, right? I guess you probably have to maybe get used to having games like that because of people going four I to hope not. a lot now. I, mean, yeah, I hope not. I hope we the game used to
6: just kind of be at I'm, o- yeah. I'm okay with no punts. I'm not okay with no punt returns, you know. I mean, that's that we want to have a lot of punt returns, obviously uh didn't happen. So, I mean, but we're not going to get used to it. We're we're going to we're going to, you know, prepare every week like we're, you know, we're going to get 10 of them. So, uh there's, it's it's not really going to change the way, you know, we we look at it for sure. How, how does Downey and they like that you just Yeah. He, he just stays loose in the net, you know, gets ready. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of games where it's only been one or two punts, so this was a little different. But he, he gets warmed up, and he, he, he hits a lot of balls in between plays. He's on the field, and he kicks in the net, so he stays ready. I didn't have to talk to him or anything like that. I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't believe. When you, when you
9: watch
7: the film of uh, the legalist Byron's fumble, Anything you noticed there in terms of ball security or was it just a good
6: play on the Eagles? It was a good play uh but he has to you know when he gets in a crowd he's got to he's got to secure that thing a little bit better it was a little loose uh you know the hit came on the side that he had the ball and he's he's got to he's got to get that other hand on top of it and how
7: impactful was Jared McKinnon? That was huge
6: I mean he he ended up being our player of the game because he had made a tackle earlier on kickoff and that big play that's a huge play you know when the ball's out and we come you know we're able to get back on top of it and uh, you know, basically save our butts on uh, that play. Uh, that was a big play for him. He he was our player of the game last week. I don't I don't think we ask you
3: this every week about who your special teams player of the game is. Was that the first time he? Had
6: yeah, it was week? the first time he got it. Yeah, yep. You know, every week we you know we keep a production points of for our players. Every player on special teams weekly, and then we we give an award out. Uh, you know, every week we talk about it, and it's it's important to the guys. I mean. <laughs> competition these guys thrive on competition so we try to create those situations every time we can
5: you guys have to cover a lot of kickoffs you score a lot of points when you make the choice on when you it seems like he can kick it out of the end zone all the time he can yeah. when, when do you make that choice um so you kind of lull the opponent into sleep they can maybe they're not going to get one how do, you, how do you go about making that choice? There, there's a
6: lot of factors that go in, in into it um obviously you know, what kind of return team are you facing? What kind of returner are you facing? Do you want to take the risk of giving up a possible, you know, ball out past the 25? Uh, you know, if you if you feel like you can get them inside the 20 and you can create a big play for your defense, you go ahead and try to kick a high kick down to the goal line, let them make a choice, you know, whether to come out or not. Our guy is fortunate because he can really kick the ball high, and they have to make a decision. Sometimes it's four deep and it's, a you know, a 4-3 hang time. The coverage is down on them. Uh, you know, if they want to come out with that, then we have a real good shot at getting them inside the twenty. So that's what we're trying to do in those kicks. But he can kick it back. He can kick a touchback anytime we
5: want, which is what, great. What, uh, what sort of reputation do the Bills have as a special teams? Very good. I mean,
6: they they, they had their whole core back. The only thing they've done, they a couple guys changed their jersey numbers, but other than that, it's just, it's the same guys. There's eight core special teams players that play all four phases. And they're they're experienced guys. There's only one rookie that, that plays, and, and it's only on one phase on punt return. Other than that, it's the same guys that came back uh, from last year on the playoff team. So we got our hands full. Uh, Nick Nick uh, Nick
9: Bolton
3: hasn't played really much special teams at all this year. With him just having that bigger role in defense, has the ship kind of sailed on him? Being on no, the
6: team? no, not at all. Uh, you know he comes to every meeting uh, still. You know we're trying to get him established. We tried to lighten his load actually. You know because. Uh, you know he's getting a lot of reps on defense, but not getting the full. He's not getting all the reps, so he's still a viable guy for me on special teams that I could use down the road. So we're keeping him ready to go in there. We're just trying to ease him into it. You know, to where the, it's the workload really. It's the defense and special teams. You know, if I can cut him back on special teams, we, we try to do that right now. You know, but down the road he'll be more like maybe like a, a Ben. Like Ben plays. You know, he plays about the same amount of reps, but he also plays special teams. Okay.
3: Right.
9: Thanks. Yeah, so slowly coming along. Uh, I feel like it's pretty good uh, from where I'm at right now. Uh, just trying to steadily build on it every single day, just trying to get a little bit better, uh, and ultimately trying to help us win. So, how comfortable are you right now? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, I'm about an 8 right now. Uh, still got some plays out there I feel like I can make, uh, just slowly going uh, forward, just trying to progress uh, and, and get mentally to that point.
2: There's been some talk this week about making sure the defense and, and the challenge of getting the defense set pre-snap. Just how close do you feel like you guys are, are to being in sync in that regard?
9: Yeah, I feel like we're in sync. Uh, everybody comes in uh, every single day uh, and gives their best effort. Uh, and we're out there communication-wise. And so uh, just cleaning stuff up as we go out th- uh, throughout the week uh, and getting to the point where uh, we're comfortable on Sundays is kind of where we're getting to right now.
3: How's has it been
9: compared to what you expected when you first came into the NFL this year? Uh, it's been kind of uh, ups and downs, kind of um just trying to learn everything uh everything is not as easy uh, as it is in college or, or before then so uh every week uh learning something new uh every single day um credit to the old guys uh hitch and all those guys pushing me to uh, push myself mentally uh to get to where they are uh they've been here for a while kind of seen a lot um so i'm just trying to get to that point where i'm just as comfortable as they are
2: Nick, coach Spags just complimented buffalo on just how fast they are what have you seen in that regard in, in your tape study this week
9: are other talented group uh, up and down on the offensive roster, um, great receivers, great quarterback, uh, running backs also playing re- really well. Um, so it's, it's up to us uh, to go out there and compete uh, and step forward to the task we have at hand.
3: With the relationship and the friendship that you kind of developed with Willie you know, early on, how, what do you think he's going to be able to bring to this defense once he gets
9: back on the field? Uh, speed, uh, violence, powerful. Uh, uh, that guy, uh, I watched him uh, while I was in college too, uh, playing in the same conference. So I know kind of what he brings to the table. Um, then uh, being with him, uh, learning from him, uh, watching him uh, go out there and compete and perform um, is something that you just get the knowledge just to watch him, so I'm glad to see what uh, what he brings back to us. Um, uh, so again, fast, powerful, uh, violent, everything you need for linebacker position, uh, he can do it. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm just excited for him to be back. Uh, yes, I was going to say,
3: I mean, how excited are you just for the opportunity to play, you two to play off of each other? Because it seemed like you kind of had a really good rapport
9: on the field. Yeah, I'm um, excited for it, um, looking forward to seeing what we, what we have this week. Um, Uh, We got Willie back out there in practice, and so uh, he's getting in and getting acclimated again, so I'm just ready for uh, him uh, to get back on the field with us. I go out there and have fun.
7: Can you explain the differences of being a linebacker in pass coverage in college and how different it is in the NFL, whether it's based on formation, obviously the higher level in talent, and just what the quarterback may try to do with manipulating you with the eyes?
9: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, quarterbacks uh, at the NFL are, um, everybody knows, are really good. Um, They can manipulate people's eyes, Uh, I see a lot of things pre-snaps based off what we give them and looks and stuff like that. Um, So that's kind of been a big jumping curve uh, in that department, but the passing game um, that's a lot more broad um, here, Uh, especially being the SEC, uh, more run-oriented, and then quarterbacks um, are good but they're not as good as they are here. Uh, so just kind of learning that type of stuff, hashes are, are, are strengthened. So uh, basically the ball's playing at the middle of the field every single snap. And so uh, it's not just like you're playing on the short side of the field. Uh, both sides are pretty much equal. Uh, so you have to respect it like that.
3: Uh, Coach Tove mentioned that you know, you're know you still taking part in special teams meetings, mm-hmm. even though you haven't been playing a lot of special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the goal is to eventually have you being able to go both ways there. Mm-hmm. Uh, has just focusing on defense a little bit more helped you think a little bit early on in the season?
9: Yeah, I feel like it cut me out a little bit um, in terms of just uh, understanding the scheme. I only have one thing to focus on. Uh, but again, uh, I'm here to help us win. So uh, that goes by playing special teams in defense. I'm happy to do that. couple
3: more. Anybody else? Any thoughts on the University of Missouri
9: Tigers? Been a rough couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, hopefully get back into the win column. Um, we got to stop the run. Uh, so if we can do that, I feel like we got a, a good enough offense, a great coaching staff. Uh, they help them go, help those guys win. So. I'm going to keep rooting for them from afar, and I wish them well. I
3: talked to some of the guys over there at and They said that they, they talked to you and stuff, and that they they're really enjoyed. It's like you're their reality show.
9: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, all those guys down there, like I said, constant communication with everybody uh, that I went, came in there with. Uh, those guys I came in with are still playing uh, pretty good football uh, for them down there. So, um, I'm, uh, okay, I'm flattered for them to, uh, to say that, but uh, those are my guys, my brothers, and so I'm um, excited for them to get here.